So today is the uh, month of Mestra. That's the last month of the Coptic year, last unit. Um, and the gospel today is about the vine dressers, the workers in God's field, and how there's some kind of a judgment on the vine dressers. And we all are vine dressers, regardless of our role um, in, in life. We are vine dressers of our own hearts, are vine dressers of our homes, our work, our service. So here he says in the gospel, he was talking about a man planted a vineyard. A man planted a vineyard. Who's the man? In the in the psalm we see that he says, um, Return, we beseech you, O God, and your right hand has planted. Visit this vineyard which your right hand has planted. So, the first Sunday of Mestra is talking about the vineyards, the divine dressers, and how we judge ourselves as vine dressers. But before we can judge ourselves, we need to have a frame of reference. What, how we judge, you know, if you want to tell something good or bad, or how you judge it, you, you got to compare it against something else. So what's that something else we need to compare it to? We have to, in order to understand and to benefit in our spiritual growth from the fasting of St. Mary, today there's something else going on today too, is the start of the fasting of St. Mary. Uh, the first two weeks of the month is uh, another fasting. And the fasting of uh, our St. Mary is not to, per se, to honor the person of St. Mary herself, while that's a very worthy cause. But it is uh, part of that frame of reference where we need to compare ourselves to. So we need to really understand the, the church calendar in, in the big picture, from the beginning of the year till the end of the year, and how we reach, we reach that point of... Uh, having two weeks of the last months uh, to celebrate or to fast, what I would say is not the fast of St. Mary, but is the fulfillment of the kingdom of God in our nature. So we are celebrating with the rest of the saints. St. Mary being the queen, the fulfillment of that revelation of the kingdom of God in humanity. So let's, let's allow me to just take a few minutes to just walk through the big picture of that journey of the, 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 the church calendar and where we are now and how to judge ourselves toward the end of it. have to understand the full thing because that's where we are now. The whole gospel is about the kingdom of God. I think this is very primitive, very you know, like 
basic thing in Christianity. But it's worth dwelling into it for a minute because there are some, between the East and the West, there are some uh, treatment of that salvation that's differently. And we kind of, sometimes get lost. We in the Orthodox Church, our fathers, they do not separate between uh, salvation and the kingdom of God. Meaning that when we are saved or when we have a salvation, there is still a kingdom of God that needs to be established and extended and growing and attracting. And so the the salvation needs to be revealed in us, little by little, to be established in, in, in our hearts. And that's when you think about the whole gospel. Jesus came to establish a kingdom. From the very beginning, you see that even in the Old Testament, uh, he took offense when the Israelites wanted a king. And he, was, uh, he told uh, Samuel the prophet, they did not reject you, they rejected me as a king. So God looked at him, looks at himself as our king, and we are a kingdom. The book of Revelation, it says that he established us as a, a kingdom of priests, a royal priesthood, a kingdom of priests. So from the very beginning to the end, God is, God's plan is to establish a kingdom. And you will see throughout, uh, when John the Baptist came, he say, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And then Jesus started to say, the kingdom of God is at hand. The apostles started to say, the kingdom of God is at hand. And he started to teach them of the kingdom of heaven. The parables about, about the kingdom of God. Uh, someone will come to hear, how uh, do I enter the kingdom of God? Or who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? Someone will tell him, um, uh, blessed who eats bread in the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God, and during the 40 days, right, he was saying, he was teaching them about the kingdom of God. When he was crucified, it was written, the king of, of Jews, right? Uh, Pilate, Pontius Pilate was questioning him about him being a king. Um, so the, the, in Palm Sunday, he entered as a king. So the whole life of Jesus, the whole gospel is about establishing that kingdom. So the church, in in the calendar of the church, the church took that and uh, throughout the year there are seasons in the church. And we are in the last unit of that season. And the, the whole church calendar is about establishing that kingdom in our heart. It's revealing that kingdom in our heart. And we need to understand what that kingdom means. The kingdom doesn't mean when we go to heaven. The kingdom starts here. It starts in our hearts. He said the kingdom of God is in you. It's inside our heart. Our heart is the throne of the king. Does it ring a bell with St. Mary? She is the throne. Was the throne. We, in, in every Theotokia, of the day, St. Cyril uh, the Great, he did uh, establish many spiritual meaning to St. Mary, which pretty much applicable to humanity, but St. Mary was the perfect demonstration of it. But it is for our human nature to receive, to acquire throughout the year. 
So we say we are saved, but sometimes we think and say, maybe this is too abstract of a concept. Or I don't know if I'm really living with God or not. Am I, how can I judge myself? How I can measure? Um, it's, 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 it's very difficult to, to say I am, uh, uh, how God and, and the kingdom is becoming more and more real. And one, one measurement to tell is living the life of the church and start to having a burning desire in the heart. That's the indicator of having the kingdom in the heart. A burning desire in the heart to love God and to do crazy thing, things for God. That's the kingdom of God being revealed in the heart. Revealed in the heart. It's not just theoretical salvation, abstract concepts. It's the revelation of the power of the kingdom in our hearts. One of the important um, aspects of the kingdom is that the kingdom of God is unity, is loving union with the Trinity and with one another. With the Trinity as with one another. So you will see that in, uh, in uh, John 17 when Jesus was praying, um, he was saying there he was praying for us uh, to say, they may be one as we are one. They, all of us, the church, may be one. He was talking to the Father as we, the Trinity, we are one. So we are invited in the kingdom of God, we are a kingdom of priests, to all become one with the Trinity. That's the kingdom of God. That's what we measure ourselves against. The kingdom of God is that unity, the loving union with God and with one another. And in the Ephesians, he would say he might gather together in all, in one. He might gather together in one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. So he is getting the human nature, the divine nature, together without mingling, in one new creation. So that's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God to be able to have that divine nature and the human nature together. And the first thing of St. Mary is the revelation that we fast with the rest of the saints, including St. Mary, and we reach that point. So when we start the Coptic year, we start with John the Baptist as the preparation of the kingdom. He is the, the, the forerunner. We start at the forerunner, and we end with all of us being united together with St. Mary and the saints and the Holy Trinity together. That's the last unit. And then we go to the being sacrificing. We are a kingdom of priests, sacrificing something. Priest has to sacrifice something. 
So we as priests, kingdom of priests, we sacrificed ourselves, and that's the martyrs, the Nairus, sacrificing ourselves to each other, to the Trinity, and the kingdom of priests. So that gave us the full picture of the Coptic year. We start with John the Baptist, and then it's a call for the kingdom. Uh, If you go Sunday by Sunday, the rest of of all the year, the 26, 27 Sundays, you will see there is the kingdom of God everywhere. That we start the call for the kingdom. And then the lost kingdom. How uh, uh, the, the contrast between, you know, I am, I am I'm called to be a king. We are all called to be kings, but I am paralyzed. I, am, um, I worry about my income. I worry about um, sickness. I worry about nature. And then God will say, I am the Pantocrator. I am the kingdom of God is has authority over all these different concerns. So, yes, we lost that kingdom, and we start to live in the church to restore that kingdom of God, that union between heaven and earth, the divine and the human nature inside us. Up until, you know, we get to the the, the nativity, we see... Uh, they received him as king, and we start with the church in the fasting of the nativity, and then we get into the desert with Jesus. We say, where is my vineyard? There's no vineyard here, it's a desert. And we, we start from there, and we continue through the... We say, Jesus is our king. Is not a kingdom that abstracts, not a kingdom that I have to plant. He planted the kingdom, and he leads it to us to enjoy and to have share with his servants, to become all together as one union with the Trinity. So we receive the resurrection, the ascension, the all part of the kingdom. And then we get the Holy Spirit. Now we are qualified. We are entering that kingdom to be able to attract others and to go extend that kingdom to others through the apostle, like with the apostle feast. And once it's established and extending, it's very attractive because we received it. We received it and now we can, we can give it. We can extend it. And then finally we start to go back to the last months and say, how am I doing in all that year? How did I do in establishing that kingdom and extending that kingdom to the rest of the world? And start to be, have a little bit of the desert in my heart be planted. The vineyard is growing. And then we start the new year. You, you hear about some of those saints will, will be they double their, their, their uh, fasting or their prayer. We hear about Amber Bishoy uh, tying his, his hair. This is not a human decision to say, oh, I want to do this next year, and uh, I'm going to decide, I, maybe I did not do good this year, I will do better next year. That's not how it works in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, it, it, it's, a, it's a Holy Spirit-driven, guided journey to be able to say, Lord, double my desire. He does double the desire in the heart, and we start 
living that kingdom, establishing our hearts. So how we do that is the church calendar. That's the, the, the liturgy of the word. We bring the catechumen to the church. We bring all we, the liturgy of the word for the faithful. We come and we live it. Many times Abuna will stand here during Sundays of, every, of the whole year, throughout the whole year, I will talk about today is the Sunday of whatever, Baba, this is the Sunday of this, we are doing this. If we are not connected with all that, we are missing out on the establishing of the kingdom of God throughout the year. And now we come toward the end of the year and we say, how am I doing I don't, how am I comparing myself to that kingdom? Is it established? Is it growing? Is it doubling every year? That's how, as Christians, we live. We are going to have two weeks of revival toward the end to live with the saints. That's the, when, when Jesus said, we're going to be all one. All one. There's no difference between heaven and earth. We all one because... He established that kingdom. We are participating in that kingdom. I am branch in this vineyard. So we can all come. There's every night during the weekdays, the next two weeks, every night there's praise, there's procession. That's a heavenly environment. That's living the kingdom. That's doubling the desire in our hearts. On the other hand, you would see that some uh, of us would, would say, I'm... I'm not maybe living even in the kingdom. That sounds very like its own environment, kind of like you're in, in you know, maybe like these people are living in La La Land or something, right? Like this is this is so foreign to the business-minded world, to the culture. This is where are we living? And and you see that there is the the binge watching of entertainment and and and, and being sucked into the world, and that's where you see today in in, in the vineyard uh, parable that they killed the son, and they said he's, he's the, we don't want that, and we don't want him to inherit our heart. And they cast him out, and he went outside of the heart. And he said that he will come. The, 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 the owner will come and destroy the, those wine dressers, and will give the wine or the vineyard to others to others. So our heart, we need to be very careful that it belongs to the right kingdom, and we are living in the right environment, in the right kingdom. Year over year, year after year, we live in that kingdom, and it grows. And we, 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 we understand that the, there are enemies to that kingdom. There are enemies to that kingdom. There's other kingdoms in the world our heart could be living in the other kingdom altogether. And we might be in a coma or in a distraction that we are not really living in the kingdom of God the whole year throughout the, the church. We are being discipled to the church system, to the church calendar, season by season, Sunday by Sunday, day by day. There's a daily cycle, there's monthly cycle, there's all kind of season in the church to implant and to make sure the vineyard is growing and the vineyard is in good shape. While we, 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 we know that the entertainment industry is one of those kingdoms that's against the God's kingdom and it's a weapon in the hands of the enemy. 
And what it does, it does two things. It, the, 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 in, the entertainment industry, number one, it does quench the fire and the desire to pray. And the other thing it does is to inflame other desires that's impure. So look at living in that kingdom, and, and, and then we can, we can be surprised, say, why am I, am I weak? Why am I not growing spiritually? Why there's a burden on prayer? Why there's a burden on godly things? Why there's a burden? That's the result of living in a different kingdom. In a living, living under the influence of the entertainment industry that's quenched the spirit, quenched the kingdom of God, and established its own kingdom on the heart. And it fires different desires. But we have the promise that what's in you, what's in us, is greater than what's in the world. It's greater. So we have the Holy Spirit when we feel the passion or we feel the impure desires in us with a prayer, you see that the Holy Spirit comes like a gushing air, like wind, and will sweep away that bad desire, impure desire, and replace it. And that's where we start to cleanse ourselves. We, we always be in that fight until God gives us the grace and the growth to be empowered with the kingdom of God. We live all our life in the kingdom of God. May God give us these first two weeks to enjoy the celebration with the saints, with St. Mary and all the rest of our big, big family, heavenly family. Here at church, the church has a program uh, of celebration every day. Uh, we come and, and, and do praises in a heavenly environment. And that's the, the, the revelation of the kingdom of God, uh, uh, the harvest of the year, toward the end of the year. To Him is glory forever and ever. Amen.